Welcome back to the Build Local Podcast, where here we are educating, inspiring, and connecting small business owners and entrepreneurs by telling their stories of struggle and success. We are so glad to have you here. My name is Scott, and I am the owner of Visual Element Media here in Duncansville, Pennsylvania, and I am joined by my co-host, Chris Kansky. Uh, Chris, welcome back to the podcast as well. Thank you. Yep, happy to be here. Um, like Scott said, my name's Chris. I'm the owner of New Pillar Marketing here in New Concord, Ohio. And I'm, I'm very excited about our guest today. Um, his name is Garrett Chapman. He is the owner of Chapman's Coffee Shop, which is located uh, just down the hill, down the street from my house. Um, and I, it's a second office me and they do a great job. They have great food, great coffee. Um, we're excited to come here today. So, how are you doing, Garrett? Pretty good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so, just uh, take a few minutes. Tell us. Tell us a little about yourself. Tell us a little about the business. Um, so, like you said, Chapman's Coffee House. We're in New Concord. Um, so, I've had this now since um, October 2016. So, we're uh, about three and a half years in. Um, been growing slowly but steady the whole time so it's been a been an uphill increase in sales which is obviously the goal um you know we're obviously in a weird time right now and we're not growing right now because we're shut down for a couple weeks uh hoping to get back up and ready you know sooner than later but that's not completely in our control i guess uh so we're kind of playing that by ear and trying to figure out some things that we can do and how that's all going to work out but um yeah, the coffee shop itself, um, getting started, I guess, was kind of a weird, um, I had sold another small business of mine that I had uh, co-owned with my brother-in-law. So when I left that, he, he bought out my half, basically, and then uh, I took a month off, kind of just hung out with my wife during the summer. She's a teacher. And then uh, a friend of a friend owned the coffee shop that's now Chapman's, but was the Crumb and Cup coffee shop. Uh, so like I said, friend of a friend and he was looking to sell it. So we got connected and, uh, you know, the numbers looked good enough and it was <laughs> kind of a small business is up my alley. So, you know, we're like, okay, let's, you know, let's try it out. Let's go for it kind of thing. I'd never done coffee before, uh, but I thought we could figure it out. So we went for it and Three and a half years later, I think we've owned it the longest. It's changed hands along a lot of times. Uh, so I think we're, I think we're on the right direction. We're <laughs> trying to figure this out. But it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun though. So yeah, I mean, normal coffee shop stuff, all our normal lattes and drip and smoothies, wraps, sandwiches, salads, uh, all that good stuff, baked goods. So it's been fun. We'll definitely touch on, you know, I definitely want to talk about, you know, what, what you guys are, are doing right now and, and what you're looking to do in, in uh, coming months to, to try to come back from this, you know, but, but before we get to that, you know, um, and I had said this to Scott earlier, but I think you guys have, have had success, a lot of success in that location where, you know, there have been varying, varying levels of success in the past. Um, what, what, what do you think? has made you able to be successful in that location? Yeah. People ask me that all the time and it's always a, 
it's a tough answer, obviously, because it's not like you can pinpoint one specific thing like this is why I'm successful. Um, it's always a combination of different things. Um, obviously, you know, employees is a huge deal. Um, I've got some great people that have worked for me and, uh, most people know Kilmany. Uh, she's the store manager and she's been there for several years and she, she does a lot for me. She helps out a lot. And, um, and I think, um, I know some people in the past were owner operated as well. Like Pat that I bought it from was there, but he wasn't there all day, every day. Um, so I think that's a huge difference. Uh, this is my only job. This is what I do. So, you know, I've been there for three and a half years, basically every day, not every day, obviously, but you know, um, so that, that's a big difference. Um, just being there hands on seeing what the customers, uh, are doing and how they're interacting and what they're looking for. Um, but honestly, I think a lot of it, uh, like I had a step-by-step thing that I was trying to figure out before I even got into how do I be really good at coffee? And that was just like, you know, we've got to take care of the basics first. We've got to be super clean. We've got to have really good customer service. We've got to have consistent hours. We've got to, you know, every time we make a product, it's got to be the same no matter what. Even before I know exactly what's, you know, the best latte I can make, I still need to make this latte the same every time. And then as we're doing all that, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how does this espresso machine really work? How do you actually make good espresso? which is a lot harder than you would think because, mm-hmm. mm. you know, it's like, you know, I'm behind the counter and you don't really see what we did that morning or last week trying to tweak stuff. You just kind of see us. It looks like we're just pushing buttons back there, but to make a good espresso, for example, you've got to have the right roast, the right time frame using that roast. You've got to have the right grinder, the right grinder setting. Um, the espresso machine's got to be actually working as well as it should with the right amount of pressure and the right amount of timing. And then you've got to actually make the drink itself. So there's a lot that goes into stuff like that, that I had to learn that I didn't know. So after I figured out the customer service and the cleanliness and all that kind of stuff, then I started diving into, okay, like what, what actually goes into roasting? What actually goes into grinding? What kind of machines do I need? And we kind of upgraded stuff piece by piece. Um, so we've got a lot of new equipment and um so trying to been focused on that kind of thing so that was kind of my process of okay let's just be good at business and then let's figure out how to be good at coffee and i think we're which you never master so we're still trying to figure Mm. that out but we've done a pretty good job of it i think yeah so garrett you talked about a lot of the different things and the steps that you took to get to where you are and i think one of the things that people often misunderstand about coffee shops is oh you just brew coffee you know you just pour milk into your coffee make a latte you know it's super simple but it is a very complex it's an art you know to to be able to get everything the right way and as you were as you were learning all of this i'm sure that though now you're you've gotten pretty good at it and like you said you never fully master it but can you talk a little bit about a time where and maybe you didn't have it, but was there a time when you thought this is too much? It it's it's not going to end up the way I wanted it to, and and maybe you wanted to give up or not. But but talk to us a little bit about one of those times that it was a real struggle to keep going forward. So I wouldn't necessarily say there was one like 
specific moment where it's like, oh man, like, am I going to do this or not do this to give up? Um, but that the, the initial transition period was certainly difficult of, okay, this is our shop now and some things are different. And so you take all your existing customers and you change them over to a new owner and some things are different and that doesn't always have a smooth transition. So mm-hmm. our first three or four months at the shop were pretty slow. Like I'd say we actually went a little downhill from what they were doing just as we were trying to figure out the recipes and different and different drinks and whatnot. So the first few months, you know, I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I was like, Oh boy, you know, how long can I last here? But it was certainly like, okay, <laughs> our sales shouldn't be going down from what they were doing. We need to be going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it was kind of tough there for the first few months, but then once spring hit, so we took over basically in November, which is going into your slow period. So mm-hmm. December, January, February, were pretty slow no matter what you're doing. But then once spring hit, you know, we got a, we, we got a bump um, and, and the skiing and being there and, and uh, actually just trying to figure out what we're doing. We were figuring things out. Uh, by the time spring came through, I, I felt a lot better about it and, uh, you know, kept growing after that. So, I mean, speaking of struggle, speaking of tough times, you know, um, talk to us a little bit about what's, what's going on right now. I know, um, businesses are, um, you know, food service businesses in particular are facing that decision of, do we continue to operate? Do we deliver? Do we take out? Um, just walk me through a little bit of what, what is going on with, with the business. Yeah. So when we were thinking about if we should stay open or close, you know, we're thinking about multiple things. We're thinking about, is it safe for us? Are we, you know, the governor talks about getting takeout from restaurants, but you can't sit inside, but stay home. So when he's saying stay home, but also get takeout. So I'm thinking, well, okay, if I'm open, I'm not helping people stay home. Uh, Am I just spreading it more? So that's part of the thought process. Secondly, obviously is sales. So, you know, if we have, let's say uh, 180 transactions on a decent day in the spring, now we're at 60. So we're at a third of our transactions, less than half of our dollar amount. Uh, So that's when we cut hours. We were open basically seven to seven and we went seven to two trying to see how that would go save some money on payroll then you got to think about all your employees unemployment if they can get unemployment or they can't get unemployment Um, so we have a couple that can a couple that can't and then so trying to figure that out and then as far as the supply chain you know we uh, we shop at Sam's Club Respects Aldi we get stuff there so they all change their roles you know, you can only buy one of this, one of this, one of this. So it became pretty difficult to stock everything as we normally would. So a kind, kind of a combination of those three, those three things was like, okay, let's take a little break. We'll take a couple of weeks off. Think about this. What can we do differently? What can we, you know, change? So when we do come back, you know, obviously this is all still going on. So we're going to try to figure out how to, uh, you know, limit the customer interaction keep safe distance for everybody. And then we also still have to figure out our supply chain, 
Um, so we'll probably have to order more things from the distributor, which increases our cost. So you got to figure that out. We'll probably have to limit our menu because we're not going to be able to stock everything that we normally do. If you're normally selling, you know, 180 transactions a day and now you're at 50, you can't have stuff sitting around going bad. So trying to figure out that out. But uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll get to a place where we can at least pay the bills, pay the employees. Um, so the PPP thing, the CARE Act that's covering uh, supposedly eight weeks worth of payroll and rent and right. utilities. So I've applied for that. Hopefully that comes through and, you know, that'll make a big difference for the next eight weeks. Um, if we can get that covered, that'll make that, that'd be a big difference. So I think we'll open back up if that looks like it's going to gonna work out. So Garrett, can you talk to us a little bit and what do you think is, is where you as a business owner spend the majority of your time? Is it analyzing and looking at the back end of things or is it being more focused on implementing and delegating on the front end service end of things? How, how do you spend your time? So I'm kind of, I would say I'm actually kind of stuck in this little spot here of I'm still working in my business more than I'm working on my business, mm -hmm. which is a big thing, you know, you learn about and, and read about. So trying to make that transition from working in to working on is pretty tough. Um, so I still work a, a normal employee shift most of the time, uh, you know, six, seven, eight hour day at the shop working as a barista, and, you know, teller, food service, whatnot. Um, so straight up hours wise, I work more in the business, frontline, uh, coffee work. Um, and then, you know, when that shifts over is when you work on your payroll and your advertising and paying the bills and, and trying to think about stuff, which doesn't always happen because you just work seven hours, you know, and you don't always feel like doing that, you know, just being honest, it, it, that, that, that's kind of a struggle of, okay, I need to work less behind the bar, pay somebody else to do this so that I can focus on this. But if you focus on that and you're not creating increased revenue to cover that employee shift, is it worth it? So that's right. kind of the trade-offs of, you know, everybody that owns a small business is trying to figure out, okay, if I actually do take off, you know, Wednesday and Thursday this week, pay somebody $150, what I'm doing is, am I making an extra 150 for this? And that's, you know, not always the case, but that's, that's the goal, I guess. <laughs> Still trying to figure that out. We all are. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us about, um, Tell us about a, an exciting moment. Tell us about something that, you know, when, when you were, you know, when you're operating normally, what, what is it that makes, um, that makes the struggle worth it? I mean, it's always nice to um, be talking with a customer or uh, reading a comment online or, um, you know, just talking with the employees about how, you know, that, that our shop is important to their life in some former fashion uh and it, for sure even when we were getting ready to shut down for two weeks and a lot of people are like oh we're gonna miss you so much you know we love this place mm -hmm. uh, no i do yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of people have their second office there like you right. said yeah. uh 
uh, so, I mean, that's always nice and it's always, you know, that, that, that provides some good motivation of, okay, we're doing something right. If, uh, you know, if people are telling us that they love us and, and they appreciate what we're doing and, and it's in, and, and when people say that we provide value to the community, it, that's what we're looking for, I guess. So, you know, a lot of people have, have sat down and talked with me about that of just, Hey, you guys are important to the community and you are providing value. Um, and we, we kind of, I don't want to say like purposefully, but we, we, we're kind of trying to be, uh, you know, between the college and the town of New Concord, we are a pretty good bridge, um, kind of bringing the community and the college together somewhat. Um, we get a lot of, of, of from both, from both sides there. And, and that's a lot of fun too. Uh, I, I've talked to a few people about that and, and, you know, so that's kind of exciting, provides some good motivation. Garrett, so we're, we have one time for one more quick question for you. Um, what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned and would stress to a up and coming business owner or someone who's looking to open a business? What would be one solid piece of advice that you could give them? No matter what you're doing, really, if you guys don't a podcast or, or, or marketing or me doing coffee, um, you've got to relate to your customer and you've got to provide value to the customer. So however that works for you, uh, you've kind of got to figure out for your business. But I know that my business isn't um, a cup of coffee for caffeine necessarily. You can get that at home. You can get mm -hmm. that a lot of different ways. So what is it about us that, that allows that, you know, that, that business to thrive and that that's a combination of customer service and conversation and a meeting place. And it feels like a community place. Um, and then, yeah, obviously you have to have a good product, but there's lots of people with great products out there. So to distinguish yourself, you've got to focus on the customer. You've got to focus on the customer service. You've got to stand out just besides the product, unless you literally have a product that nobody else has. You've got to be better at it than the other person. And that's usually through customer service and building those relationships and, and providing that little extra value for people. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. We, we do wish you well. We hope that everything gets back up and running as quickly as possible. Um, we are out of time, but Chris, any last uh, words before we run? Yeah, I just want to say thanks, Garrett, for... Uh being on the podcast and I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing you in the coffee shop again soon. Whenever you guys are Yeah. Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thank you so much for uh, stopping by and checking out this podcast. We really do appreciate you taking a listen and uh, we hope that it provided some value to you. So we'll see you in our next episode. <laughs>